I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an instrument is kinda hard I tried the harmonica but I really sucked I tried the guitar but my fingers couldn't do it I was ready to give up Then I saw a little instrument in the shop It didn't cost too much so I gave it a shot Now I play all the time and my friends do too And who knew? Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why this little instrument has become so popular. Well, welcome to the first episode of 2019. I've enjoyed a bit of a break over the Christmas period and I hope you've enjoyed the bonus episodes. But now I'm back with the first episode of Season 2, which features Paul Marsh, who's a very talented musician and an all-round nice guy. I hope you enjoy it. Ukulele player. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Paul Marsh. It's lovely to see you, Paul. Now, I should tell the listeners, this is a first. We are recording this in a cellar in a winery, and we're surrounded by large vats of wine, cases of bottles of wine. <laughs> and Paul will explain why we're here. Oh, well, um, uh, Meredith uh, very kindly came out to, to see uh, Kate Ord and I play. We played an acoustic duo, and we had a, a gig here this afternoon, so... We were playing for a while and now we've come down into the cellar. So I mean, we could have done this, this interview in Canberra where we both live, but I thought, winery, I'm there. <laughs> so here we are. So yes, there may be a bit of echo, I'm not sure, because we are in a large cavern, so listeners, excuse the echo if it is there, if I wasn't able to fix it. <laughs> so Paul, so I know you from Fridays at Smith's, where we've played a bit of ukulele. Um, but I know nothing else about you. So tell me, first of all, so how, how and why did you start playing ukulele? Well, I, I came on to it a bit late, actually. I, I started off playing the bass when I was, like, a kid and um, then probably got into some guitar after that and um, mostly have played guitar for the last, you know, decades. There was a lot of guitar on your performance. There was, it was so, disappointing. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, you did no, warn me. I, I did warn you. Um, and then uh, I, uh, my kids started to get to the sort of age where you know they want to start playing musical instruments, so we got a ukulele. And that really wasn't the real catalyst for it, though. The, the real catalyst was when I was walking around outside work. I work over near the National Gallery uh, in Canberra. And um, outside one Wednesday lunchtime, underneath the trees, was this bunch of incredibly chilled out looking people sitting ah. around strumming ukuleles. So I know that's one, I know Jim plays, Jim Croft plays with them. That's right, yeah. The sh- and, the, and that's the Shadies, which is a, yes. uh, a group of people who, who play at lunchtime every couple of weeks um, at work, yeah. And so you, you decided that inspired you to, to do your own ukulele? Well, I, I yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I sort of said to them, look, I've never played ukulele before. And they, <laughs> you know, which is the sort of thing that they were. So I recognise it now. And they taught me the, um, you know, the four chords that you need to know to play all the songs that have ever been written, that kind of thing. And I was hooked from that point on. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> so how long ago was that? That would have been about uh, three or four years ago. Okay. Something like that. You yeah. seem to have figured it out. 
Well, I, I realised that um, you know there's some similar shapes to the chords with the guitar, and I thought if I put a capo on the fifth fret of the guitar, then the chords were kind of kind of the same. So I, I, I've been trying to sort of work it out that way. Yeah, well, it, it, it's working. It's working. So, so other instruments you play, say bass, guitar, uh, guitar, yeah. yeah, a little bit of keyboard, but mostly you so know, mostly guitar. stringy things. Mostly stringy things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, learning then the ukulele, you just worked it out yourself. Well, um, yeah, I had a bit of a help from colleagues, you know, initially, but um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I went online, found all the you know tabs and chords, and started to uh, to work it out that way, and. Um, I suppose having played the guitar before helped a bit, but we, we're always trying to recruit people into our little cult, you know, the Shadies, and we always sort of try to get them in with this promise that they'll be able to play a song, you know, pretty much by the end of the first week, and, and, and to me that's one of the big attractions of the ukulele, and it normally works, you know, they can normally get those first three or four chords and strum along with a popular song of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mostly the Shadies you play with? Um, yeah, the Shadies, and sometimes we, we catch up for the we do. Friday. So Fridays at Smith's, Fridays with, at Smith. Tom, which is where I know you from. Yeah, that's the main that's and, the and, main thing. And normally when you have your ukulele there, it's not the one you're holding now. No, no, You no. have your little cigar boxy one, which is the same one. Box. Those listeners who listened to Miriam Miley Reed's episode last year, she has the same ukulele yeah. as you. Well, I very foolishly was uh, going into the music shop in Woden with uh, Kate, who we sing in the duo together. She needed to get a guitar fixed. And, um, and this ukulele just kind of like demanded my attention from the other side of the room. You know, it chose me. <laughs> buy me, buy me, Yeah, buy exactly, me. exactly. And then um, when I went over and tried it, it was a cigar box ukulele. It sounded really amazing. You know, it was, it, I thought oh, this would be a bit of a joke. Yeah, you think it's good. just a, a novelty. But so, yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, I came out with an unintended but very, you know, I've purchased I'm very pleased about now. <laughs> but this one you have here, it looks like a, a standard ukulele. This is a standard tenor ukulele with a, with a high is G. Is that a tenor? It looks small. I'll believe you. Well, I th yeah, could be. I mean, the other thing is <laughs> I don't know that much about the techo stuff, so I might be wrong. I would guess. If, I, if, I was, if, so, so if you asked me, I would have said it was a concept. Concept, could be. But yeah. I'll, what I'll, I know, I'm I'll not an expert word. either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a word for it. Yeah. Now, are you going to play something on that? Sure. Because you, you're sitting there poised, holding. Oh it. well, I just um, I'm just holding it because because you you said it'd be a good idea to bring a ukulele to this interview. Look, so. if you didn't have a ukulele, I would have okay. I would have sent you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So um, I guess uh, we were t I was talking about my childhood before. I could play a song. Um, I, the great thing about having ukuleles is um, that you can take them with you when you go on an overseas trip. I you know. know. I That's love great. that. I do take them everywhere. So, yeah. so I had this um, ukulele with me uh, when I went over to see my, my folks. It was my dad's 80th birthday and we went over to my hometown where I've not been for a very long time. We had this lovely time, caught up with the family I hadn't seen for a while. And as I was walking around the streets of this town, I kept uh, reminiscing, you know, certain memories would come to the fore and everything was sort of the same yet different. And so this little song, you know, Hometown kind of came to me. And because I had the ukulele with me, I was able to sort of... Um, so this is an original you're playing for us? Yeah, if, if, oh, if that's okay. Awesome. I love originals. Okay. <laughs> do it, do it. All right. Buses go in the same way After work like yesterday Kids still playing in the park Getting shady after dark Oh, numbers faded, numbers bright Cars slow down at the traffic lights Sand dunes within easy reach Tide coming in on the white flat beach It's the right time 
for going back to my hometown Where all the streets are paved with grey Going back to my hometown Where all my friends have moved away But I feel fine Walking down the line Yeah, I feel fine Spending time Going back to my hometown Beachside calf looks much the same But most of the shops have changed their names Folks still ride on the mini train Wear summer shirts despite the rain And the girl I used to know before Was it that house or the one next door? Memories drift through every street It's kind of weird and kind of neat But if you go up to the old school gate where I heard the bell when I was running late You can see how progress sealed its fate With a brand new, shiny, perfect housing estate Did they really do that? Yes, they did Going back to my hometown Where all the streets are paved with grey Going back to my hometown where all my friends have moved away But I feel fine Walking down the line Yeah, I feel fine But it's been some time Since I lived in my hometown <laughs> I love that song You know what I love, well, it's a great song But what I really love about it is you sing it in your own voice It's very Paul Kelly-esque Well yeah, I mean, he's a bit of an influence obviously yeah. As you probably would have seen me did but, a few of his covers before Very right? much a story, <laughs> but just the way you know, you actually sounded properly Australian, which, oh, well, which I like. I've been I've lived here for nearly 40 years, so it's probably not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people tend to sing in American accents, so you know what I mean. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. I think it's good to kind of... Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a kind of... It's a funny thing, because in one sense, I was going through the back streets of my town, and that park I was talking about where the kids are, and it gets shady at night time, and all dodgy things happen, and all that was going on then. And, um, uh, and, and also uh, walking around the streets, and I had a girlfriend who lived in a house somewhere, not quite sure whether it was that one. And it was all kind of a bit emotional in some ways, you know, just reliving all these memories from decades previously. So I kind of, uh, yeah, I think the delivery's got to be, you know, just as, as, as it's coming, yeah. coming out, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you, <laughs> you, you, you definitely get the Australians to go on forward for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my parents would be disappointed. But anyway. We won't tell them. Yeah. Do they, are they going to listen to this podcast? Uh, I'm, well, I'll, I can I'll, cut it out. No, 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 it's okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll warn them first that I'm not being true to their upbringing. <laughs> <clears throat> so what music do you like to play the most? I'm, 
Yeah. Um, well, um, uh, I like to play uh, acoustic sort of folky type songs. And yeah, Paul Kelly and others are kind of influences for that. In the duo that I play with uh, Kate, uh, Poetry in Motion, we do, uh, we convert a lot of uh, old and new poems into sort of folky type songs and play and originals, you know, so it tends to be that kind of folk thing. But interestingly, when I was a kid and for many years, I was a punk rock bass guitarist and, huh. and I've, in another band with some other folks who are all similar age to me and we, uh, we're called Nozzle and we, uh, we do this kind of mad psychedelic Nozzle. punk funk weird stuff and it's um, totally different. So this is it's kind of interesting how picking up an acoustic guitar has led me in a totally different, direct, totally different direction um, over, over time. So how often do you play ukulele as opposed to guitar? I mean, I know in the duo you guitar, but if you're at yeah. home... I quite often pick it up. It's quite nice just to pick up and play in the lounge. And, and there's um, well, the Friday ukes, you know, Philip has got us playing all these mad jazz numbers, you know, mm. sort of autumn leaves and summertime with original mad jazz chords. So that's actually really nice to be able to kind of fiddle around with that because you've got to practice it because it... Yeah, you know, keep on getting it wrong, and I'm not annoying anyone too much because it's quite quiet, you know. And that's why those songs I sing and I don't play. Yeah, yeah. Because they're hard chords. <laughs> they they are. really are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Philip, are you listening? <laughs> uh, I don't know if she listens. Okay. I guess we'll find we'll out. Find She'll out. tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. This is the first interview I've done since last year, and I've forgotten how to do it already. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's terrible. the first time I've done one, so I don't know. Look, anything. you don't know that most people aren't this shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should play another song. Well, I could, I could just do, um, I could just do this. Um, uh, I, I can tell the story about this song, which is about Mary Bryant, who was the first woman to escape from the Port Jackson colony and huh. travel in an over, open boat okay. to freedom. That sounds interesting. It's just, and I made a little, because everyone knows about Captain Bly, right? But nobody knows about Mary Bryan. But she was in the boat 20 days longer than he was and didn't have any help at Tahiti. She just, yeah. So it's a great story. That's delightful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, shall I sort of yeah, do that. go through that? Do that. It's, it's a cheery one. <laughs> it's a cheery Well, it's actually a bit tragic, too. Yeah, something I realised recently, too, is I, all the songs I really like the most seem to be sad. And when this struck me is when I did that compilation episode for 2018. Yeah, and yeah. so we recorded some, so me and Jazz and yeah. Jim and That Jeff, was really great. We got I together and we yeah. recorded some backing music. And my original plan was, because I had sort of five themes of all the reasons people, ukulele has changed people's lives. I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll pick a song, for, you know, with each theme to go on the back mm. of it. And we, it was a great idea until we couldn't find enough songs that, you know, A, fit the theme and that we could play. And so I'll yeah. just record songs. And then when, when I actually came to cutting it all together, I realised all of those songs were actually really sad. And, yeah. and so the, that last one, which is, you know, people saying how much it makes them happy, was the one where I was singing Not Pretty Enough, which yeah. is a really, really yeah. sad song. It is a lot. It's a sad song. Casey it's a Chambers, very yeah. sad, yeah, it's a very yeah. sad song. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be the songs that I like to play. And, and they're, I'm exactly the same. Kate and I always try to stop ourselves when we're playing something like this, people trying to have lunch, have fun, and all the songs are really sad. <laughs> you don't make them cry. But, 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 but no, no, but I guess it's sort of background, so it's okay. Yeah. But, but they're, they're, you can, uh, I don't know, just get all that expression out, can't you, in those sort of songs? Yeah, they're, that's they're, it. They're you can, more you enjoyable. can belt it out and yeah, get a bit of emotion so, you into know, it. Super happy, like Don't Worry, Be Happy, that's a ukulele song. We don't it play is, that much, you know. Like, who, who, no one wants to sing about no, being exactly. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, they say everything sounds happy on a ukulele. No, 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 it's not true. No. I can make a sad song sound very Yeah, sad and you can, you can play some pretty sad songs on the ukulele, which were on the guitar sounded really sad. On, on the ukulele, they do sound a bit cheery until you listen to the words, but yeah. you know. <laughs> 
So let's hear your, your tragic song. Ah, shall I tell the story about it? Yeah, please first? do. Okay, because it's just a bit of a travelogue. This is just a, you know, rollicking, folky song, which we sometimes play in the Shadies. But there is um, a, a, a lady called Mary Bryant who was a, a convict, and uh, she was actually captured in Cornwall for being a highway woman, which was an unusual thing in itself. There were these three of them, a gang of three women that used to stop stagecoaches and, and rob the stagecoaches. So, um, and I think there weren't that many highway women at the time. There was mostly highway men. And um, she stole um, a bonnet or something from a lady and that's what she got transported for seven years, you know, out in the colonies. And um, so her and her husband, a couple of young kids, arrived in the colony. Port Jackson on the first fleet and uh, they really were determined to escape they just thought it was a terrible sort of place and Mary's husband was a fisherman and uh, she was very instrumental in orchestrating this first ever escape from a colony from from the new colony and she um, and her husband and four or five other people actually stole Governor Phillips fishing boat which was an open boat and they went out into the into the ocean and headed north along the you know, very recently charted sort of waters. And they were in an open boat for 66 days with two young kiddies. And they went on the inside of the Great Barrier Reef through all the reef shoals, through the Torres Strait, Arafira Sea, and they landed in West Timor. Two months. Yeah, which is 20 days longer than, uh, you know, Captain Bly's famous uh, open boat voyage. And, um, and they landed in West Timor. And then unfortunately, so the story goes, Mary's husband, uh, after having a few too many rums one night, sort of told the Dutch colonists that they were actually escaped convicts and they weren't, you know, shipwrecked people. Uh. Um, and so the Dutch, who were kind of having a bit of a standoff with the Brits at the time, decided they'd hand them over. So they got transported back to England. Oh, no. And her husband and the children both died, all died on the voyage. She survived. And then she was put back in prison to be retried and then to be retransported. Oh, and, um, and anyway, and then some celebrity lawyer of the time, she became quite well known because of all, all of this stuff that had happened, uh, got on her case and she was given a pardon and she was released. Huh. And as far as anybody knows, no, she went back to Cornwall, but nobody knows what happened after that. But it's kind well, of the most you, incredible story. You would story. be having a quiet life. After yeah, you'd all think that, so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. But it's sort of a, a story I remember hearing. There was a, a doco about it on Radio National, and I thought that's fascinating stuff. Anyway, and this song came from it, which is just a bit of a story of the the journey. Called Sixty Six Days in an Open Boat. It's got this chorus that you can sing along to if you f- feel like it. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Good. Well, young Mary was arrested for highway woman's trade. She stole a hat from a lady and the price it must be paid. The death sentence commuted to seven years with a spade. And transport to the colony of Port Jackson, New South Wales. Well, the colony was a hellhole And she feared she'd never last With her husband and young children Oh, she had to get out fast So they stole the governor's fishing boat Determined to break free And they snuck out through the heads Into the wild Pacific Sea Sailing away, sailing away for 66 days they were on their way, sailing away, 
sailing away They got 3,000 miles from Botany Bay Well, they sailed through fair and tempest Cause there was no time to wait A labyrinth of reef shoals And then through the Torres Strait Oh, they took on board the trade winds in the Arafura Sea And they landed in West Timor Determined to stay free Sailing away, sailing away For 66 days they were on their way Sailing away, sailing away They got 3,000 miles from Botany Bay Well, they only had a few weeks to make a brand new start Before they were recaptured and sent back to the old dark Oh, the horror of the voyage took her children and her man But Mary wasn't finished and she retook the stand Sailing away, sailing away Hopes for the future lost today Sailing away, sailing away More than 3,000 miles from Botany Bay Well, eventually a pardon Unlocked Mary's prison door And she returned home to Cornwall And after that we know no more I like to think she pondered on all that she'd achieved In her daring bid for freedom on the wild Pacific Sea Sailing away, sailing away For 66 days they were on their way Sailing away, sailing away They got 3,000 miles from Botany Bay Sailing away, sailing away For 66 days they were on their way Sailing away, sailing away They got 3,000 miles from Botany Bay They got 3,000 miles from Botany Bay I did a thousand different harmonies. Nice no, singing along, that was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> don't know the song at all, so I just made it up as I always do. <laughs> I enjoyed that. A, I like a song with a story. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I think stories are a very. I don't know. I find songs much more uh, interesting if I know the. If it's just a song, I know the backstory to it. Or, or if it's a song about a, sto a story, uh, then that's really good. Yeah. Well, there's some songs you listen to and you can make up your own story. Well, that's right, yeah. And in fact, that's really fun too. You're intimidated. What's, hmm, what was going through? Yeah, and you come up with this fantastic sort of fantasy about whatever it is that the yeah. person's um, thinking about. Well, I think we've reached that point where I have to ask you how ukulele has changed your life. Well, um, it's, uh, I suppose it's made me realise what uh, a sociable business playing music can be. And, uh, and that's something that I've... Uh, 
uh, sort of discovered a little bit. You tend to get in with people and play music with them, you know, like I've been in various bands, and it tends to be quite a tight-knit thing, and it becomes quite, quite closed in. And you get into sort of jamming groups with people, but that's sort of a more ephemeral thing. But I find that um, with all the people that I play ukulele with, we otherwise wouldn't know each other at all, and we bump into each other in the street, and we wave and say good day. And, um, and also, when we're, when we're playing ukulele uh, in the park or something, other folks will just stop by and they've got a smile on their dial. You know, it's that kind of uh, breaking down the barriers kind of thing. I've, I've, I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed about ukulele in my life. And, and I've made a lot of friends that I probably wouldn't have known at all, you know, through oh, so playing the ukulele. So yeah. many people I never would have met if it wasn't for ukulele. Yeah, to say, it's, it's such great. a, a um, yeah, sociable thing. People just get together and do it. And I've, I've made some great friends. Yes, yeah, right. And I love the way that people can come and play ukulele and not feel, you know, a bit threatened about playing with music with other people. It's something that uh, is accessible, you know, and people can get into it yeah. and just, just do it. And, and if you miss uh, a chord, no one cares. No, no, absolutely not. Well, I missed about, like, 50 in that last, um, <laughs> that last song. <laughs> and look, and I won't get, listeners won't be complaining about that <laughs> because they, they, they love it warts and all. That's how it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing pre-recorded on this podcast. No, no. Well, the entire thing's pre-recorded technically, but... Yeah. I'll shut up now. No, no, that's good. <laughs> well, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be on the podcast. <laughs> keep on, yeah, keep playing that thing. Cool, will do. Ukulele is a New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and it was performed by me, Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums, and Jim Croft. Graphic design is by Seb Carrero. Thanks to the folks at Contentious Character Winery for allowing us to record in their wine cellar. Their winery is well worth a visit. I had a delicious glass of Pinot Gris and a pretty good cheese plate while listening to Paul and Kate play their gig. Details of the winery and Paul and Kate are in the show notes. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe on iTunes or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Our YouTube channel has a playlist of songs relating to each podcast episode. Want to support the show? Please subscribe, give us a review on iTunes and go to the website ukuleleisanewblack.com to donate via PayPal or to buy merch. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Because it's the new black. And Philip has never, hasn't been invited on the podcast yet. And mm. there's a reason for that. Because I think quite early on when I was going to lunch, Yulele, um, she, she sa- I said something about, oh, I wanted to get serious about the u- ukulele. And she said, well, if you're going to get serious about the ukulele, play the guitar. Oh, well. <laughs> I think, I think she might have revisited that well, now of course with these, she, all these jazz songs. And right? she's bought herself a proper ukulele she has, now. Yeah. The one she bought specially just for doing um, Paranoid, Paranoid Android. Paranoid Android, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she might make it onto the podcast. Yeah, you never yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Philippa, if you're listening, you're not off the hook yet. Because it's the new black. <laughs>